Good evening, everybody, and welcome to episode 143 of the Ask the Coach Show, where Ping Skills helps you improve your table tennis. 143 is the sum of seven consecutive primes 11 plus 13 plus 17 plus 19 plus 23 plus 29 plus 31. Uh, we've been back for a while. we've been away for a while, but we're back now. I'm Jeff Plum, and with me, as always, is Super Coach Alois Rosario. Welcome, Alois. Thank you, Jeffrey. Yes, uh, we had a bit of downtime, haven't we? But we're back. We certainly are. Yes, and it's good to be back. Um, we've got an interesting show with a bit of a competition. Um, we're going to talk about where you've been, Alois. Um, so we're looking forward to it. Yeah, certainly, certainly are. Yes, indeed. All right. Well, first up, Alois, why don't we talk about um, some ping skillers at the Spanish Open? Yes, I was just at the Spanish uh, Para Open in Barcelona, and uh, it was really interesting to meet some ping skillers there. So there was Mike from uh, the US, um, Wheelie, and um, it was yeah exciting to meet him because he was excited to meet me too. So. Um, uh, and it's good to hear, you know, how uh, how Ping Skills is spread around the world. And then um, another guy, one of his friends as well, Naveen, um, who you know had had a bit of a tough tough time, um, had uh, some five five heart operations, and has uh, Parkinson's disease, and still playing table tennis and loving it, and and getting into para table tennis now. Um, so yeah, wonderful to meet those uh, those guys from the US. And then also um, a family from Turkey. So uh, a father with his two young daughters, uh, both classified in class eleven, um, and they're really young, twelve or something like that. Um, twin twin um, sisters. So uh, yeah, was was great to uh, to meet all those ping skillers and 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 have a chat to a lot of um, coaches and players from around the world. Excellent. Yeah, certainly sounds interesting. And uh, a lot of really good stories, I guess, Alice, inspirational stories of people, you know, um, you know, suffering, like you said, five bypass surgeries. Is that right? And then still playing and still loving table tennis. So that's, that's a great story. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and with the Parkinson's as well, you know, being able to um, still compete. And as he said, you know, like now he has the chance to play for the US, you know, whereas he probably would never have had that chance previously. Um, so he was just loving the whole the whole um, uh, tournament, the you know meeting the people, and it's a, it's a really it's a really great atmosphere at the Para Open events. Um, for those of you that have never had a chance to to get down and see one, if there's one in your country, get get down and have a look at them. There, uh, you'll be absolutely amazed at uh, the level of table tennis to start with, but also just some of the stories around um, the players. And th- there was there was a couple of rallies there that. One I saw and one I missed, and everyone that saw it reckoned that it's just a ridiculously good rally. A guy Perez from um, from Spain um, and uh, the US, and I heard Toll even mention he said that's the best point I've ever played. Toll lost the point, but um, yeah, hopefully we'll find it on YouTube shortly because there I, I did check there was one camera filming it, so we've got to get that uh, and have a look at that. As well. Absolutely, that sounds brilliant. <laughs> and um, and the, you were there with the Australian team, Alois, and they did quite well. Yeah, the um, yeah the Aussies did uh, did well. A couple of gold medals in the class ten women's singles, Melissa Tapper, and the class eleven men's singles, Sam von Einem, Levon. 
So um, yeah, so they both won their won their class singles events, and then um, also a couple of silver medals in the teams events. So um, Melissa teamed up with a, a new class ten player from Chile, and they took the silver medal against the Russians. And in the men's class eleven teams, uh, Sam von Einem and Rory Carroll got a silver medal as well. Um, so actually, in the first match of, the, of their tournament, they uh, lost narrowly to France. Um, three to two. So uh, yeah, good result for them. Yep, indeed. Well, welcome back, Alois, back to Australia and uh, back to the Ping Skills Ask the Coach show. Uh, good to have you back. And um, it's been a while, but we did have a previous Ping Skillers question of the day, which was, "What is your favourite style of player to play against?" Yeah, well, for me, for me, it's definitely. Um, Someone that um, attacks or not, not attacks, but someone that, you know, plays controlled um, that allows me to get in there and attack. And I think that's probably the, um, the, the, my favourite type of player because it allows me to, to take up the attack and to use my top spin and, uh, and do that well. So that's probably my favourite um, type of player to play against. Um, Kustob has said that uh, he likes playing against hitting attackers um, most as I uh, do not need to generate the more speed. So, yeah, so he just utilises their speed. Um, and Dieter said um, he likes the away-from-the-table defenders or fun ball players I've, uh, because it gives him time to attack and never miss a smash. So and the, he all, Dieter also added, just as an um, add-on, the least favourite are the close-to-the-table blockers and even worse people with pips. I can handle Pip's defenders because they give me time to think. But if my spin and speed are redirected at me, I'm lost. So, uh, yes, yeah, so there's a few uh, pl- uh, few people's feedback. And Naranjan, I also see his. Naranjan said, like playing against the attackers and choppers. So, uh, yeah, so a little bit of feedback there from our... Yeah, it was interesting. Tippers. I saw uh, a few people there... Um, didn't like to play against choppers. I think, you know, looking at it, choppers were probably the least favourite of people to play against. Um, yeah. yeah, it's interesting. I, I suppose, you know, it choppers and then, um, you know, also the pimple players. Why? Because we just don't get much of a chance to play against them and it takes a while to um, to adjust uh, to, to the different players. So the two... Um, uh, players at the at the um, Spanish Open as well, the Australian players. And the, the two players that they struggled with was, one was a def, uh, Melissa struggled with a defender from uh, Russia. Um, again, because it just t- took her a little bit of time to adjust to the different type of game, to the chopping game. Um, you know, she, she practices against attackers all the time, against blockers all the time, but we just don't get much of a chance to play against the defenders. And Sam... Um, similar sort of thing. The one match that he lost um, for the week was against a close-to-the-table long pimple player that just stood up to the table and blocked everything. So, again, something different doesn't give you the opportunity to adjust and to play your normal game. Yeah, and is there a lot you can do about that except for playing more against those styles of player? Um, the most important thing is to just get experience playing against them. Um, but also, I mean, if you, the more you watch um, them playing, it also 
sinks in there in, into your brain somewhere as well. So, you know, watching them and then getting the opportunity to play against them as well. And really important when you get that opportunity to play that you um, don't, yeah, so don't get too a- angry or aggro with yourself if you're making mistakes. Just use it as a real learning experience and a time that you can adjust and to learn things. Um, if you utilise it that way, then you'll improve quicker. Yeah, great advice. All right. Well, the Ping Skillers question of the day, we're turning into a bit of a competition. Alois, do you want to tell us about this new competition? Yes. So we've got the Japan Open um, World Tour event on at the moment. Um, so a little bit about the Japan Open first. It is the 300th World Tour event, which is which is fantastic, isn't it? I mean, the World Tour, is, as we talked about in a previous show, is really starting to kick off. And the fact that they've now reached 300 World Tour events is just sensational. Um, and so we've got some great players playing. So we thought we'll add or we'll play a uh, run a competition. We won't play a competition. We'll run a competition um, to pick the winners of both the men's and the women's singles. So what you've got to do, you've got to do both things. Pick the winner of the men's singles and the women's singles and you've got to nominate the margin that they are going to win the final. So whether it's 4-0, 4-1, 4-2, or 4-3. Okay, so they're the options you've got. Uh, you've got to pick the men's singles winner and the women's singles winner. So not just one of them. You've got to pick them both. And you've got to pick the game margin that they are going to win by. So that is the competition. Excellent. And, um, and what do they win, Alois? Oh, I don't know, Jeff. Well, what, what do we give them? Well, should we give them a, uh, a Ping Skills Premium membership? I think so. We should, yes. Excellent idea. So, so I think the last tournament, the tournament competition we had, we we're going to give them a quarterly membership, Jeffrey. Yep. Yep. So I reckon we're going to, because we said we roll that one over, we're going to award two prizes, so two quarterly memberships. Excellent. All right. So get in and leave a comment. Where's the best place to leave a response, Alloys? Um, so you can do it on the blog for this show. Um, and should we let them do it on Facebook? Yeah, let's just do it on the blog, hey? Let's just do yeah. it on the blog. Yeah, keep then we, then we can keep a track of it and see where it is. So go to pingskills.com, click on the blog link, find episode 143. Leave a comment there on who you think is going to win to enter the competition. And when do they have to, when's the close-off by, Alice? Surely they can't wait till after they've, the final's been played. No. So we're going, to, we're going to take entries all the way up to before the finals of the women's singles. So before the final of the women's singles, we're going to take entries. But if it's a tie between or if, you know, two players have the same... Um, entry so Ma Long four three and Ding Ning four three, and, and if that's the winning score, then the first person to enter will be the winner. So get your entries in earlier rather than later. Okay, all right. But then two two people are going to win. So yeah, get involved. Look at the Japan Open. Check out the players. It's an exciting tournament, you know. As I said. The Japan Open, the 300th World Tour event, it's just getting bigger and bigger. So check it out. Watch some of the matches on ITTV and leave a comment to enter the competition to your chance to win a quarterly membership. Look yeah, forward so, to you getting involved. Yeah, absolutely. And so 
just having a look at some of the uh, the players that are, have entered, and, and the Chinese are there in full force at the Japan Open, which is great to see. So Ma Long, number one seed, Zhu Xin, number two seed in the men's singles. Um, also there, we've got um, Mizutani. So he will um, match up against Ma Long if they both make the semifinals. Uh, we've got Fan Zhen Dong and Fang Bo, and they are in the same quarter. So they will face up to each other in the quarterfinal. What a good showdown between the two young guns from China. Uh, we've also got Chuang Chi Yuan there. Um, players like uh, Apollonio from Portugal. Um, Ho Kwan Kit from Hong Kong, who we saw. Um, let me have another look. So Jusei Hyuk up against K- Kenji Matsudira. Um, in the first round. Um, so the Japanese in full force, the Chinese in full force. Um, Going to be a great tournament in the men's. Women's singles, Ding Ning, number one seed. Liu Shi Wen, number two seed. And second round possible matchup, Ding Ning versus Mima Ito. So, whoa. But, whoa, having a look at that. Sorry, Mima Ito up against uh, Liu Fei from China. First round. So, boy, it is a hot, hot field. So, Ding Ning, Liu Shi Wen, um, Zhu Yuling from China, Feng Tian Wei from Singapore. Wow, huge. This is big. Get on it. Yeah, it certainly is. Um, my tip, Fan Zendong for the men's and Ding Ning for the women's. Whoa, I like it. I like it. I'm not going to give my tips because you always win when we give tips and I don't like it, Jeff. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> and, all right. Well, and, yeah. And don't forget to watch it all on ITTV as well. Absolutely. Yep. Great way to watch and watch all the table tennis and, you know, learn from the masters. All right. Let's move on to some questions, Alois. And as always, you can ask questions by going to our Google Plus page and clicking the um, Q&A button there. And, uh, Brock has done exactly that. And he said, hey, Pink Skills, I've missed you guys. He says, I met my rival today and he won. But the problem is that he's been training table tennis for 25 years and he's a scary, powerful blocker with great aim. And every time he does his strokes, he does loops on my backhand and my forehand. I try short, heavy backspin, but he blocked it. Help me. Sounds like Brock's a bit lost here, Alois. Rocky, you sound like you're up against another. Where do you find all these good players to play against? It's great. Um, So good blocker, what do we need to do? We need to think about variation. Against all good blockers, we have to vary the spin. You aren't going to beat them by speed. That's what they enjoy. You've got to slow it up, speed it it up, slow it down, speed it up, one of those things. Um, And don't... Don't allow them to um, to get a nice uh, rhythm with their blocking. Variation is the key. Come on, Brocky, you can beat this guy. 25 years, it's got nothing on you. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Um, the, uh, the, and Gargavis has just, uh, just mentioned that he's, you know, huge fans of Ping Skills and he's watching again and he's got his uh, translator there. So thanks for watching, Gargavis. Um but the next question is from Ismail, who says, how do you play as an effective attacker and what strategies should I use? Yeah, so if you are, if you are an attacker, and a lot of us are attackers, it's important, firstly, that you take all the opportunities that you get to make the attack. 
So that involves making sure you're recognizing when the ball is short and when the ball is long. If you recognize that, then yeah, then you're a big way there because if you're if your opponent's giving you longer balls that you aren't attacking on, then often you'll allow your opponent to attack first. So as an attacker, it's really important to take up the first attack when you get that opportunity. So recognizing the long ball. But the other really important thing, I think, with being an attacker is having a good short game so that you stop your opponent from attacking. If you are pushing and the ball's going long and your opponent gets the opportunity to attack first all the time, then you become a blocker. You don't become an attacker anymore. So having a good short serve and having a good short uh, push or short return is crucial for a, a good attacker to be able to get that first attack in. So for me, they're, they're really crucial aspects. Yeah, certainly are. And that leads us into a, a good you know, introduction to the Ping Skills Premium Membership Alloys, um, which has a whole section on match strategy and you know how to play as an attacker, how to play against defenders, lots of different strategies that you can use against different players. So that's a great way to improve your game. And not only that, the premium membership comes with serving secrets course where we teach you all the different types of serves, receiving secrets course. There's a 52-week training plan to help you improve. A lot of players love that. Um, And weekly emails to keep you on track with that training plan as well. So if you're interested in improving, take a look at the premium membership at pingskills.com. All right, thanks for the question, Ismail. All right, Alice, next one is from Kamar, who says, I want to be a professional table tennis player. I just started playing after a long time. Can you suggest me some initial things about the practice and key points to work on? Yeah, Kamar. Um, so the first thing is to get a bulk of practice in. So you need to firstly work out how you're going to train and when you're going to train. So that means sitting down and working out your training days and where you're going to train, who you're going to train with. So it's really important to get hours on the table. If you're looking to become a professional, you know, whenever, now in five years' time, in 10 years' time, you have to first up get that bulk of training happening. Um, What type of training? Depends on your level. So let's think about, um, firstly, making sure that you develop the basic techniques and strokes, backhands, forehands, topspin, blocking, pushing, um, serving. If If you can do those things well, then... It's also about your movement, your footwork. Your, I mean, the, the list goes on and on, right, with, with actual skills. But the, the most important thing is that you've got to allow the time to do that. How long does it take to become a professional table tennis player? You know, we talk about the 10,000 hours principle. Yes, 10,000 hours is, is important, you know. So you, it, it's about just getting out there, training smart, training hard, training well, um, and consistently over a long period of time. It's not going to happen tomorrow. It's not going to happen in a week. It's definitely not going to even happen in one year. So you've got to be here for the long haul if you're looking to be a professional table tennis player. Absolutely. Um, but there are ways you can try and like learn in a smarter way, and I guess that's what you try and teach alloys through the whole strokes and techniques section, you know, by focusing on start positions and finish positions, 
just trying to give cues that will help someone learn the strokes uh, more quickly and also learn them in a way that they can develop them as they improve. Absolutely, yes. So, I mean, learning those techniques and learning them well um, is what we try to, to really focus on. Um, and it's important that you d- do that well. So get, that, get those strokes um, perfect. So consistent um, and to a level where you're completely confident to be able to, to play them and you don't have to think about them. So, yeah, we give you, we give you some nice, simple tips that are going to help you with that. Um, and hopefully that will fast track your development as well. Indeed. Good question, Kamar. All right, now Chi Ki Ong has jumped on and asked the question with the Google Q&A app alloys. He said, last time I told you guys on your channel's comments that my coach wants me to use a pibble bat, but he changed his mind and he let me have an anti-spin bat. But I wanted to ask you guys, what is the difference between an anti-spin bat and a pimple bat? Okay, so um, anti-spin and long pimples um, react very similarly. They're, ba- they're basically the same type of uh, type of racket. With the long pimple, you can generate a little bit more spin yourself. With the anti-spin, you can't really generate any spin yourself. So there, that's the only real difference. Um, but the effect of the long pimple and the anti-spin are basically exactly the same. So, um, yeah, so if that's what, where your coach wants you to head, then you can start to work on that technique of using utilising the long pimples or, or, or sorry, the... the anti-spin now. Yeah, indeed. And we do have a video on the effects of rubbers, which shows um, us hitting the ball with different rubbers and the ball hitting the rubbers. And you can see the different effects it has for the different types of rubber. So for long pimples, anti-spin, normal inverted rubber. So I'll put a link in the show notes to that video. So yeah, Chi, have a look at that. And hopefully it explains to you in a bit more detail um, the effects of the different types of rubbers. All right, Alois, now I noticed you didn't do uh, this day in history because you obviously realised that the numbers is better. And uh, No, I just forgot, Jeffrey. I just forgot. <laughs> <laughs> no, he knows it's better. And for those people that didn't know, it was Alois's birthday recently. And because he's been in Spain, I haven't been able to um, give him his... Um, present yet, which is the Penguin Dictionary of Curious and Interesting Numbers, which I know he would just love and just read and read and read. So that's coming your way, Alloys. Get excited. You'll have hours of fun reading that book. Can't wait. Thanks, Deb. (laughs) You're you're welcome. (laughs) All righty. Well, that's for your chance to win a quarterly membership, go to pingskills.com, click on the blog link, find show 143 and tell us who's going to win the Japan Open and the game margin. Look forward to hearing from you. It's good to be back. Thank you, everyone, for watching and thank you, Alloys. Thank you, Jeffrey. And, yes, it is good to be back. And uh, back in Australia, loved Spain. Beautiful. Oh, went, went and saw Camp Now, home of Barcelona FC. Did the tour. There's a lot of jealous people around that uh, that would love to have been there, including my son. And oh, he just loves Barcelona. I mean, yes. Did you get some good photos for him at least? I did get some good photos, and I think that made it worse for him. Yeah, <laughs> what, 
photos of me walking down the tunnel where the players go, and oh, it's great, great. If 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 any of you are ever in Barcelona and haven't done it, go and have a look at uh, Camp Nou and do the tour. Well worth Excellent. it. Excellent. Yeah, great. Oh well, lucky um, you got to visit such a beautiful country um, in Spain. Great. Yeah. All righty. Thanks, everyone. See you shortly. See you tomorrow.